Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm super pumped that you are hanging out with us today as I am every single week. I I just love it. <laughs> Excuse me. I truly do. I, I've had to pinch myself most days that I get to hang out with you guys every week and I get to host this show and get to be a part of this. This was just a dream um, four or five years ago, and now here it is a reality as we're coming up on four years of recording this podcast, and you guys still continue to care and want to be here. Guys, this this is so incredible. Thank you again so much. Um, and, you know, I can't wait to to hear this episode, for you guys to hear this episode, I should say, because it's very special to me as I've got my friend David Watson hanging out with us today, and David's doing some pretty awesome things uh, over there, and uh, what he's doing is just something I wanted you guys to hear about. This episode uh, is sponsored by my friends over at Smart Choice. Smart Choice is a network of 10,000 independent agencies and over 120 carriers. Their agency partners represent more than 11 billion, that's a B, in written premiums. That's a lot of clout. That's a lot um, of just premium written there. And there's uh, a lot to be said for that. They are the fastest growing agency network for a reason. Their agency-friendly contract puts partners first. Grow your book of business, increase your revenue, and be able to put your own clients first. Not our clients. They're your clients. These are your contracts by partnering with Smart Choice. Guys, also, my good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages you need to quote your prospect and get the loss runs and get driver's list, get everything that you need. Uh, Canopy Connect is uh, just a game changer. And they, like me, have coming up on four years of doing business and they're continuing to grow. Toga's such a good guy. You can see them at all the events. I just saw them on like an eight-week-in-a-row run of being at events and doing this and doing that. And I've gotten to catch up with them several times and they're still just crushing it, coming up with new ideas and ways to help you connect better and make that process that much better. Go to usecanopy.com, go to backslash Heath and get a discount, get a demo, get the whole nine. Uh, guys, I'm going to get out of the way and I want you to catch this conversation with me and my good friend, David Watson. <laughs> David Watson, what's happening, brother? Hey, man, how are you? Man, I am good. If I were any better, I'd be you. Um, so, <laughs> I love it, love it. Yeah, dude, it's good to see you, man. Um, you know, life treating you well? Yeah, obviously, right, right here in the the last week of the year. So, yeah. uh, you got the time off for Christmas. You got the time off for New Year's. But then, when you're as you know, when you're in our type of industry, there's really not much that time, not that no. much time off anyways. Yeah. As you can see, if you guys are watching this on video, you'll see like I'm battling right now with this addiction to my Christmas food. You know, I've been popping pretzels <laughs> and candy and I can't stop me. And so, uh, I'm having issues. Um, and it is that confusing week and guys, I don't know when this will release. It may be in January and they'll be like, what are y'all talking about? But you know, it's that weird time when it's a, like, am I working? Am I not? Like, I'm I'm confused. I'm like full of cheese and food and randomness. And like, yep. what is going on, man? Um, do I still like turkey and ham and Christmas food or do I not? <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm completely confused. Yeah, so, no, it's uh, it, it's quite quite a time as you try to finish strong and uh, start well and 
Then you mentioned your candy uh, my in my stocking. I'm a big Twizzler guy. So if you're watching, oh. I've never seen the extra long before, but those are those are my current snack. So yeah, dude, those are the best. right there with you. Yeah, dude. Are you a big snack guy? Yes, unfortunately, but yes. What's uh? What's your okay? Look, we're gonna do uh, a snack draft. Um, okay. We'll do we'll do five rounds. Uh, I'll give you first round. Uh, we'll go sweet or salty. I don't care. Uh, okay. What's uh? What's your first round pick as far as if you had to go snack? What would be your first round pick on a on a snack? So the way I think about this is anytime you go on a road trip and you go into the gas station eat, like you don't plan for the gas station trip, or at well, least right. we don't. But you with three kids, you always you always make it. So <laughs> the number one thing I'm looking for when I walk in is uh gonna be the nutter butter uh cookies, the yeah. um the small little ones. Yeah. Um uh, not the not the not the longer yeah, the ones, minis. but yeah, yep, yep. So that that's number one. Number one, you're going with nutter butter cookies. I love it. Um that's a good one. I'm gonna have to go my number one. I think every time I go into like if we're talking gas station stop. Or any kind of trip when I'm at the store where there's gonna be snacks, I'm looking for something fruity candy, like something yep. gummy, so to speak. It could be the peach rings, it could be the gummy bears, gummy worms. But right now, uh, my go-to is sweet tart ropes. I was like, yep. Oh, with the, like the white filling, whatever that is in the middle, and they have like strawberry or cherry or rainbow. Oh my god, I, I'm 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 hooked on those right now. Yep, sweet number. Number two, uh, we'll go with the Twizzlers. Um, oh, always, yeah. you got the the snack packs that you don't feel too guilty when you wipe out in five <laughs> minutes. Um, so, yeah. those are the same size ones that uh, you get at the at the uh, movie theater uh, when yeah. you knock them out during the uh, during the preview. So that's number that's number two for me. Yeah, dude, uh, I'm gonna switch over for a minute to the the salty snack. And when I'm in, you know, I'm going somewhere there, and I, I'm looking for that. I'm going to hit the Doritos and I'm going to go Cool Ranch, Blue Bag, Doritos. Those are like my go-to if I'm snacking. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Third is going to be the Chewy Sweet Tarts, like the oh, the mini oh. Chewy Sweet Tarts. The yeah. problem is like I f- thought for a while that they like discontinued them. And yeah. so like I was like they they replaced them with the ones that had like the the fruity whatever in the middle of them. Yeah. Uh, but got got a pack in my uh, stocking this year, so that was nice. a pleasant surprise. That's awesome. Uh, love that. So uh, yeah, that's a good one, man. I, I was thinking that too. I, but I'm gonna have to go with just a classic Reese's peanut butter cups. There you go. Okay, that's a, a solid pick for me. Let's see. We're on fourth round. Um, we'll go that's something the off the sweet. We'll go salty uh, cashews. Um, uh, oh. Honey, ro- honey roasted cashews. That's a good one. I've, I've never, I've never thought about cashews. Um, Fantastic. So I, I like to. I got into this uh, this time of year, like the holiday season. I started making candied pecans, and so that okay kind of falls in the same thing. But it's not my pick. I just uh, I do cashews. So that's a good one. Another one I like is pistachios. But my fourth round pick, while I'm stalling for a minute, it's probably going to be the blue bag of skittles uh the tropical flavors not wild berry not original but the blue bag of skittles you ever had those no um Dude, it's a tropical blend they're so good. okay okay um final yeah fifth round something that uh kind of found and got hooked on this year is the mini pop tart bites 
oh. the strawberry mini pop tart bites. Yeah, uh, it's got the nice little. It's got the nice balance of uh, the the strawberry filling, but also the 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 bread um, or the toast on the outside, whatever you call it. So yeah, that. We'll What's round your favorite it out with flavor that. of pop tart? Uh, strawberry for those strawberry, but if I'm going like regular pop tart, uh, um, the cinnamon. That's yeah, brown sugar, cinnamon cinnamon? sugar, brown yeah. sugar cinnamon. Oh, yep, oh, oh, yep. oh. Yeah, those are money. Those are money. Uh, okay, I've got to end with my classic uh, Haribo gummy bears. Uh, and now they make them by the flavor. Can't go wrong. Yeah, can't yeah, go and, wrong I, with and those. I can go any flavor I want. A lot of times I'll grab the pineapple because I like a good pineapple one. But uh, that. Yeah, that for the football fans out there, that is like the Mr. Irrelevant that turns into Brock Purdy pick yeah. right there with the, <laughs> with the gummy bears on the last pick. So that's yeah, a good dude. one. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Um, man, uh, I appreciate you doing a little draft. I love a good draft, man. There's so much fun for me. Um, 100%. Right, so now, now that uh, you kicked my ass on a draft there, let's let the uh, <laughs> the audience know. Although I did get a good uh, last Tom Brady type pick there in the sixth, there round, fifth round, but uh, let's take a walk down memory lane. Uh, let's uh, figure out, let the audience know who David Watson is, and uh, let's go back as far as you want, and let's hit me up today. And I'm hoping I'm gonna let the audience know right now. There's a story that I'm looking for from you. If you don't tell it, then I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm not gonna lie, but we'll see if it happens. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have an idea. Um, what what uh, what you're thinking there? Uh, it's one of my. It's always a good one, but yeah. So uh, just came up. Um, uh, I guess year 11 started year 11 ended year 11, however time works, but um, started in the insurance industry, 2012 jumped around from state farm, all state farm bureau, even did TD bank for a little bit. there, doing life insurance uh, annuities, all that stuff. And uh, the funny thing is when I was at state farm, they asked me, Hey, let's love for you to join our agent agency aspirant program. Um, I was like, no, better, I don't want to own a business, which is hilarious now being involved in multiple businesses in ownership, but um, jumped around, not really sure what I was doing. I was going to school for media arts, um, got married at the age of 20. And my wife was 21 and my father-in-law was like, Hey, if you're, if you're going to marry my daughter, you need a full-time job and working at Chick-fil-A full-time didn't, didn't suffice on that, thankfully. And so that's how I got the, got into the insurance industry. Um, fast forward to 2016, I was working at Farm Bureau at the time and was looking at it as like, man, my plan was either I'm going to go for work at Farm Bureau for 10 years. Anybody who's uh, knows what Farm Bureau or how Farm Bureau works is you have your 1099 agents and you have an agency manager position. That's a pretty cush position. And um, so I was like, if if I don't have an agency manager position within 10 years, then I'm opening an independent agency. And I just had my first daughter in 2016 as well and started thinking about it. And I was like, man, do I want to start over in 10 years? Do I want to go scratch in 10 years, which would have been just last year. Crazy to think about now or not even I've been year six, seven, whatever it is. And um started thinking about, I was like, man, now's the time to do this. Let's just go ahead, bite the bullet. Had no clue what I was doing at age of 24, starting an independent agency. Um, did that for two, ten, or two years. And um, I was part of the uh, IOA group at the time. And uh, they were doing the innovation conference. It's like year two or three of that. Won the scholarship. 
So that meant I got a free ticket, got um, a room and board for one night, converted to from a queen, king room to a double queen, had someone who paid me for the other queen room, our uh, queen bed, used points to get out there. Um, and on the, on the way out there, um, uh, my, like drive into the airport, my, 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 um, flight gets canceled, not like bumped, completely canceled. So I'm like, what, was, what do I, let me ask you this. What was your budget yes. going into the week? My budget was like $500 and $200 <laughs> of that was, uh, for the golf tournament. I, I was like, I'm going to play golf out there. And, um, there's it, thousands that are just addressing the story right now because yeah. so many of us have been there. I've been yeah. there myself as a scratch agency owner. Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up the budget piece. Cause that that's part of the, part of the, the funny part of that is the fact that um, I use this service called skip lagged, which basically what it is, is I, you bought, you book a flight to somewhere else that connects where you want to go. And it, like sometimes like my flight that I technically booked was to Canada with a connection in Phoenix where the conference was. And it saved me like $400. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So I'm on the way out there or on the way to the airport and my flight's canceled. Get there, talk to the, um, to the girl at the front desk. And she's just like, don't worry about it. Um, I've got another flight that's going to get you to your destination. You're only gonna be like an hour or two late. And she's like, it's going to connect through LAX instead of Phoenix. And I was like, no, it's okay. I really like, let's, let's find a way to get me connection in Phoenix. I'm meeting a buddy over there. We we're going to make that other flight together. It's like, no, that's going to put you 13 hours late or whatever it was. And when um, I finally, at this point, I was like, I'm not, I don't think I'm supposed to tell you this, but I'm not going to Canada. And she looked down, saw that I only had a check baggage. No, or I just had a carry on, no check. And she's like, don't tell anyone else what you're doing because you can get in trouble, but we'll get you to Phoenix. And so got on, put on a flight on Phoenix. There was actually one earlier with it that was shown on my app, but I couldn't, she couldn't check me in. So it's like, let me go check it, get there, get the last ticket onto this earlier flight. And like that's a standby I, situation. Yeah. I walk up to the gate and I was like, Hey, do you have any more room? She's like, yeah, we've got one more, um, uh, one more ticket this flight i'll bump you on to it so got onto that earlier flight and sitting there waiting for that flight was where i met um my future business partner um at mapis and so that's where we started talking we um get uh get to know know each other a little bit i was telling about some of the automation the marketing and things that i was doing in my small agency well fly out there get there no big deal. He's like, Hey, let's, let's book an Uber. Let's share an Uber. I was like, yes. Helps me with my budget. Perfect. Well, he doesn't have Uber on his phone. So I grab it like 40, $50 Uber ride to the hotel. Yeah. On the way out there, we blow a tire. So we spend even more time getting to know each other. And then later, later at the conference made the golf tournament somehow. So I walk out as the golf carts are going out. Later in the conference, we get to, um, he invites me to dinner. He's like, Hey, I'll buy you a drink to make up for, for the, um, for the, uh, uh, ticket or, or for the Uber and get, um, I, we go to a sushi restaurant. I get one roll of sushi, the drink he buys me in a water, my ticket, like my, my totals $12. 
this guy speaks up and says, hey, let's just split it evenly for everybody to make it easier on the waitress. So I end up having to pay $76 or something like that. Oh. And we go back to my earlier budget. Funny yeah. thing is the guy who spoke up is one of my best friends now. I literally talk to him every day. His name's Josh Witt. But if you know Josh Witt, you know that he-, he, he He's in Tennessee, his- right? Yep, Knoxville. Yeah, But yeah. Um, I don't know. So lo- kind of short the story since I'm going long-winded here. Um, after after that was helping him out with some stuff he's like hey let's just let's just do this thing together so um sold my agency merged whatever you want to call it with uh with Andrew in 2018 and um that's that's how I became a part of Mapis and then um throughout the time at Mapis that's when started uh figuring out some things with processes and uh the precursor to risk advisor was born as part of that process as well so really long winded there i don't know if i got to the story that you were wanting to hear um, but yeah, that's kind of some of the background to where we get to where we are now with me being involved with Mapis, me being, um, um, starting, uh, starting risk advisor. No, I, I no, you, you, I love the story. I think you told me on uh, one of our calls previously about, you know, how you had this small budget and how this all happened. It was hilarious to me. And I still think it's funny every time I hear it. Yeah. We've all been there and we've yep. all been on that budget. We've all had this startup moment and it's like, oh crap. And I've had those moments where I'm like. Really, bro, you don't have the Uber app, and now I've got to be the one that's good. Always try to. If you ever listen to this, if you listen now, and you're ever in an Uber situation, me, I'm going to be the last one to volunteer to book the Uber because yep. I always get stood up on that moment. But you know, I think they have a split thing now. You know, yeah. Uh, but still, um, yeah, I think it's hilarious because I always get stood up on that. But that makes me laugh. So so what it sounds like I don't know if this goes back to your captive days or exclusive agency days was that you know the process procedures and all that kind of stuff that go back to your days before the independent did you learn some of that then or was that something you've always done in high school college whatever yeah I mean it it, it really the the processes piece of it I've always been been involved like love technology um and with technology, whether did a little bit of coding in high school or figuring out ways to to generate leads through Facebook marketing or any of that type of stuff goes back to some type of process. And the the trick is to take the process and then make it repeatable. That's the difference. Like everybody talks about processes. Everybody talks everybody has a process at at some level, but the problem is it it doesn't take the next step to making it repeatable. And then that's when, when started thinking through, okay, we've got this process of how we handle phone calls. Um, we are a value driven agency. We focus on building rapport on the first call. We're not one of those agencies that's, Hey, give me your name, uh, phone number, or give you your, your name, your date of birth and your address. And I'll get you the cheapest quote. And we'll figure out the details later. We're, we're digging through those details on the first call and then taking it from that process of doing that well to making it easily repeatable and easily repeatable, not just amongst yourself, but amongst your your other team members, that's when it kind of took the next step. I just think it's interesting that, you know, in 2016, you know, or 17, whatever that was, you lead the conversation on this, on this flight or whatever with, we have great processes and procedures. A lot of people want to talk about their sexy numbers of their sales, or they want to talk about their hiring, or they want to talk about how many followers they have on this or that. And you start talking about your processes and procedures, which is 
like the least sexiest thing out there. However, it leads to obviously, you know, some, some good news there for you. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's one of those things that, um, even, I mean, even to this day, the, the sexy things are not necessarily the things that, uh, like there, there was a post going back and forth a couple of days ago. That was where it was talked about, uh, Billy Williams was talking about someone who, are the 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 industry type where you um you have these processes that do really well inside of your agency and then you sell your agency to uh to go teach a course and it's like well if the process was so so great why why are you selling the agency to do the course and um I mean technically I guess I could fall into that a little bit but what what the big thing that comes into play there is again, these processes that are good. There's plenty of good processes. It's taking that next step to make it to where it's repeatable, not just for one person, but for multiple people to be successful with it. I was actually on a call earlier today. Um, and we were talking about when you look at all these large organizations, like even in the insurance industry, Brown and Brown hub, uh, but then outside of the insurance industry, any successful business, the way that they're successful is they've created this process. They find the right people to plug into those processes. And you're, you either have the willingness to follow that process or you're not successful at that company. And by not being successful, that means you're not with that company. And so plugging people into your processes that you have proven over time and just finding the right people for those processes and not counting on them to figure out how to do it on their own is key. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. There's so much to unpack there, but I'll start from the back and see where we go from there. Just, I can't remember it ever from the beginning if I go that way. So um, you brought up, you know, having those good processes, you can just plug people in. And there's a, there's a, a group of people that I've worked with, you know, and I believe it's in two sections here, but I think there's a section of people that believe that, if you have the right processes, the Bill Belichick, so to speak, if you have the right process, the right procedures, the right, you could plug in anybody and be successful, you know, and there's those people like, it doesn't matter who you have in there. As long as they follow what you set up, you're good. And there's people over here that believe that you have to have the right talent and the right this and whatever. I, it sounds like, are you in this camp over here of the Bill Belichick camp, so to speak, or the Greg Popovich or whoever it might be, or over on the other side of that? Well, I think the funny thing is, I don't think there's a difference there. I think what people choose to focus on is you bring up Bill Belichick and Greg Popovich. I'm a huge Spurs fan, so um, love Greg Popovich. Both of those, you look at, um, you look at the winning uh, percentage for uh, uh, Bill Belichick without Tom Brady, and his process, his game planning, his way that he yeah. always traded back in the draft and all that stuff was super successful when he had Tom Brady. But you look at him now, he's probably getting fired this year and he it's not the same with Mac Jones or whoever is the the quarterback. Same thing with with Greg Popovich, he's kind of done a reset with Victor however you say his last name. Yeah. Great processes always still require good talent. Okay. And it's yeah. it's whether you are able to it's not, in my opinion, it's not either or. It's the correct blend of both. Both and. I gotcha. I wanted to see if I could pin you on one side or the other. But no, <laughs> I, I do think, though, 
that you could take an agency and you can apply some of those principles in there. Like, you know, you plug in yeah. people, but I do think you're right. There's gotta be that blend. Well, and then with both of those situations or any situation, we're looking at the great of the great. We're looking at both sides, those five, six championships on both sides. That's a hard level to, to compare to. That's like the type of agency who in five years goes from zero to 200 million or whatever. It's, it's not, hey, let's focus on how do we get to zero to 200 million. It's, hey, if we can get to zero to 10 million in five years or whatever it is, good to great is not necessarily the perfection, but good to great is still a great improvement. Oh, for sure. And I think it's one of those things where if you just focus on, and I know this sounds so cliche and easy to do, and it's harder said than done, but it's one of those things, you, in my opinion, you focus on the day-to-day. You focus on getting this thing done, this thing done. It's a small incremental. And all of a sudden, you look up, you're like, holy crap, I just wrote $3 million more in premium, or I just wrote this, or how did we get here? Now we got 35 employees, and we're doing this. Yeah. And it's like, I, I truly believe in those kind of situations. Yeah, you can have those flash in the pan, like, grow in, like, two years to be this yeah. massive. But is 100%. that sustainable? Is that sustainable? And I know you know, several of those agencies that put in some of those process and procedures when there's just one person. And then when they add somebody, they just bring those people in. They just stay true to that. Um, yep. And so I, I find that fascinating. Yep. And the funny thing is when you look at those, those agencies who have those great procedures, processes, whatever else you want to call it, they usually have a pretty good one around hiring good talent too. And yeah. that kind of covers up some of that, like if you're as soon as you, like if you're new to that hiring game, but you have the great processes, it covers up if you make a subpar hire. But if you take the time as part of that as well to have a great hiring process, again, good talent overcomes so-so processes. But you combine those together with the the good processes in inside of the uh, inside of the hiring process, then you just put yourself that further ahead. Yeah. 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 I agree. And it, it goes back to, I think it was, I'm a big sports guy. I think it was a Kevin Durant saying it was like hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. And I think it's yep. the same thing. You could plug in the word processes there if you wanted to, you know? Um, yeah. A hundred percent. So I, I think that's fascinating. I, and I love, you know, a good thing because again, until I met, well, I guess I shouldn't say that, but I'll give Kelly some credit, but until I started working with Kelly Donahue Piro, very good friend of mine, um, you know, I never really thought about how much, you know, process procedures can really change an agency dynamic and can really add. And so what I would like to do for a second, uh, I'll put you on the spot here for a minute, but where would you say for an agency listening right now? Because I want to give them something to walk away with, if you don't mind, of where would they start if they wanted to put in? Because again, I've I, I, two years there with Kelly, I, I tried to put in these process procedures. A lot of times it's a lot, change management's tough. Yeah, But, I mean, if you could give an, an idea of an agency that's like, man, I've got to put in some process procedures, what can I do? Where can I start? Where would you tell them that they should start? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, one thing that I've always tried to stay true to, especially when I was doing technology, building technology inside of my agency, specifically for my agency, but now being a tech founder, um, whatever, it – the biggest thing that you constantly or I constantly think about is technology should only be in place in your agency is if it improves the client relationship. 
And now the easy way to push back on that is, well, it, a piece of technology may never touch the client relationship at all, but it makes life easier for my service team. Well, if it makes life easier for your service team, then it ultimately will make your client relationships better because they're happier. They're able to focus on your clients more. So I think that's my point of view. Um, I tend to believe that that line of thinking is very important. And so the first thing is looking at that, whether it's technology, which we'll focus on here is looking through it as the lens. Are we adding something because we're just wanting to add something? Are we adding something because we want to go down the path of making it to where we just make a turn and burn type of game where we're trying to uh, play the volume play? Or are we adding something because we want to be a client focused um, agency? And the big thing, uh, Jason Cass has mentioned it. Um, it's come around from so many different people have said it. it technology is not going to replace agents. Agents who use technology are going to replace agents who don't. He His big thing is AI as part of that. So to kind of bring it into view, it, it's really, really important whenever you're, you're, you're looking at your processes is does adding this process, adding this piece of technology, is it going to make me a better agent to my prospects and my clients? And that's where I've really focused in on the risk advisor uh, point of view is what we're trying to do with risk advisor is help agents have better conversations with their prospects on the initial conversation. If you're having better conversations, you're building better rapport and you're building more trust from the get-go. So it's less catch up on the back end when whether you're doing a quote vid, quote video through Advisor Evolved or one of the other resources, which are phenomenal, we do that as well. But if you're, most agents think about it on the back end, let me make the sale on the back end. If you, if you build that rapport, that trust, you can make that sale from the initial conversation as soon as you pick up the phone. Yeah, and I, uh, as you say that, you know, I appreciate you starting with technology. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to talk about one of my sponsors who I'm a big fan of, uh, and I wish I'd have known about him when I was an agency owner, is Canopy Connect. Um, you yep. add them into your processes. I don't know if you're familiar with Canopy Connect, but oh, yeah. if you add them into your processes, you eliminate so much you know, from you know that busy work, so to speak, or those questions and some of that time. And as we all know, especially in personal lines, time is money. And yep. so if you could get that quote that much quicker, get that information that much quicker, get the driver list, get the deck pages, get all that, that much quicker. You know, and you add that, is that what you're talking about there? Well, what we've done with, what we've done with risk advisor is we've got some automation um, data prefill and things like that yeah. to help with that, those type of things and um, continue to hone in on that. Um, but what I think is happening in this, um, today in this industry is there's a gravitation to let's have as little communication with the prospect as, as possible. And what I mean by that is it kind of goes back to those captive days where we independent agents always want to poke fun at is like when I was at state farm, it was I only had one system. So all I needed was your name, your address and your date of birth. And I get you the cheapest quote because it's the only quote I can get you. And that's all I could sell on. Yeah. What, what I'm kind of talking about is whether 
using Canopy Connect or using, um, even if they email you your deck pages or things like that, when we have data that comes in that way, we still, our first step is to pick up the phone. So we're going to talk through, um, and this is the process that's been built with risk advisors. We're going to talk through the collecting of um, uh, information about you. Like we start out with the first two to three minutes. Hey, tell me about you. What's your, what's your goals? What are you looking to do? They find out about kids' names, dogs' names, where they went to school, building report. And then you start talking about obviously discounts, but then on you move on to your exposures. And that's your obvious ones like animals or uh, pools or trampolines, but it's also your estimated liability risk. Like what's what's important to you on uh, protecting your uh, your future liability, your future weight or wage garnishment if you get into an accident, all these technical things. And but we we do it in a way that's part of a conversation. It's just the like, hey, this is part of our process. This is the next for an agent point of view. It's the next question I have to ask as part of this application. And yeah. it's just natural because it's built around a conversation. What I mean by that is if ins and that's, if they answer this way, you go down this path, yep. but also all these questions are phrased where somebody could just repeat it back to that person if they ever get stuck or if they're new. And, um, but we make it easy with data prefill. Um, we make it easy by um, uh, guiding that conversation. So that way you don't have to focus on, am I checking this box? You focus on having a conversation. And that's where I go back to, especially on my sales team. If I can get people in there that are good having a conversation, and I can teach them to follow this process, then I can make I help make them successful. Yeah, and I've I've always trained in that whether you're using KV, whether you're using you know other technology, I've always trained in or talked about in my own agency days of you know making that more conversational, like you said, instead of the you know what's your date of birth, what's your address, what's your you know if you could have that, especially a lot of the calls that agencies would get, or especially in our agency back in the day was you know just purchased a new house or I'm purchasing. And it's more of like, Hey, congratulations, David, on your new home. Tell me about your home. And you know, if they buy a new home, they're going to be really quickly to tell you, man, it's 5,000 square foot or it's 2,500 square foot, brand new roof. People love bragging on themselves. Yeah. yeah. So you get them talking about that. It's like, man, you know, we got brand new floors. we got, you know, new AC units got this. And then all the while you're writing all that stuff down. Like, okay, I got it. I don't yeah. have to make it an interrogation type of thing. So, Sounds 100%. like, you know, that's what you're talking about there. And so what I was talking about is still able to do that, but having Canopy or Risk Advisor or one of these things to be able to aid in that, to be able to make it where easier for you to have those conversations and knowing that you've got that, or you can pull up once that information comes in your dashboard using Canopy or whoever, uh, then you can, or your pre-filled information be like, oh, I see you've got a 16-year-old son. You know, let me just go ahead and talk to you yep. about this. Or... Oh, your son's 18, man. You know, you're getting to that point now, you know, or da, 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 whatever it might be. Or um, you see there, they have a pit bull. Hey, I understand these are the carriers that don't have a pit yeah. bull. You know, these can, you know, how old's your pit bull? What's its name? You know, da, 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 da. So, you know, I think it's cool that you talk about technology as step one of where you would start. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about prop- propping, propping yourself up. Um, earlier when we were talking off, um, off of the uh, uh, recording, I wrote down something. I was trying to think of content to put out there and stuff like that. And I wrote down, 
you rise to the level of your training and um, you rise to the level of your processes um, or fall or whatever the saying is. I'm going to Google it before I put it out there. But um, (laughs) right. you, You get the point where it's whether it's a process, whether it's your training. We talked a lot about sports already. Like the big thing is um, with, with great athletes is they're great in the gym. They're great practicing. They're great on the practice field. And for 99% of them, always the outliers. But with that, it, it can be translated to a business. And it taught is what we talked about all this entire time, where if you are able, if I'm able to bring someone who's really good in a conversation, but they, if you just say, hey, the old captive days, hey, think of a list of 100 people that you're going to call as soon as you get here and start calling them. Well, if I start calling them, yeah, I know these people, so it's going to be uh, going to be a decent conversation. But then as soon as I try to pivot to insurance, it's like, uh, yeah, let me get – there's no trust. As soon as you start fidgeting around or you can tell someone doesn't know what they're talking about yeah. or know the questions to ask, you I've already put yourself behind the eight ball because you're you're there's no way to build the trust. So getting to a place where you have a process, you have a platform that helps build trust, which every agent always talks about, but they don't they can't point out how we're gonna how you're gonna do it. But if you you put a place where you have great talent and you can give them a platform or give them a process that allows them to easily build trust without even thinking about it, they're going to be more successful. Yeah. I, I it goes back to, uh, you know, unpacking what you just brought up. I'm a big, uh, Jerry Maguire fan, old movie. I know, but I still reference the movie sometimes. And it's, you know, there's a scene where him and, uh, the little boy are going back and forth on little stupid things that they, they know. And did you know things? And, he says, you know, dogs and bees can smell fear. And I think our prospects, they can smell fear. They can smell desperation. They can smell, you know, lack of confidence, all of those things out. And so I try to train on that. Whether you have it or not, find a way to arm yourself with the, the right tools to be confident, to be successful, uh, or fake it till you make it, whatever it takes. Uh, yeah. But I think you're right on that. We're at a mid-roll ad, ladies and gentlemen. I got to talk to you about your grooming needs. Guys, as you know, Manscaped has been a partner of mine for uh, almost a year now, and and I love having them as a partner because even though it's wintertime, even though you're probably hibernating in the snow somewhere or you're just hiding out, you still got to take care of those grooming needs. You don't want to come out of hibernation looking like a woolly mammoth. Make sure you take care of those grooming needs with the Beard Hedger Pro. Make sure you uh, you can even check out uh, the Handyman, which is a handy-dandy travel-size razor that can go right in your travel bag if you're traveling. Also, make sure you get the lawnmower so you can take care of um, your eyebrows, your ear hairs, your nose hairs, all of those things, guys. You want to make sure that you're still looking good when you come out of hibernation. Guys, go to manscaped.com, and when you get to check out, put in the code MAYOR for 25% off. Plus free shipping, ladies and gentlemen, 20, sorry, 20% off plus free shipping. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Manscaped.com. Guys, let's get back to the show. Yeah. And one of my favorite things to do when I'm still working through quotes um, uh, is I pull up, if I get a lead that I'm working on or referral, 
I'll pull up risk advisor. I'll put their information in, let the data prefill work. Um, and then, um, through it, you can pull up a Zillow listing and see the pictures of the house and things like that. I'll work to prefill or through the data prefill, but then also me manually selecting the other things as much as I can before I get the person on the phone. So that way, what I like when I pick up the phone and call them and get them on the, on the phone, it's, Hey man, I was checking out your house, like your kitchen, like, especially if it's a house that they're buying. We talked a little bit earlier about people love bragging on themselves Man, that kitchen is beautiful. I bet your wife is so happy or whatever it is. Um, and Hey, it looks like, um, I'm showing it's like 3,900 square feet. Uh, is that correct? There's a difference between how many square feet is your home versus is it your house? I I am sure I see that your house is 3,900 square feet. Is that correct? It's the level of preparation. Hey man, this guy is a professional. He took something so minimal. He took the time to know the information before asking for it. He, this guy is somebody that you want to work with. A hundred percent. I love that. I think you're exactly right on that. And so since you brought it up a little bit, um, you know, so much more I want to unpack here, but uh, I may have to have you back on again. But tell me a little bit, as you brought up, because it sounds like an amazing tool. Uh, for those right now that are listening, uh, personal lines agents that are wondering, you brought up Risk Advisor several times. What is Risk Advisor? I know you talked about it several times uh, and how yeah. you got there. It's process procedures. People are like, what is it really, though? And, you know, I've seen him doing some stuff on LinkedIn or Facebook. Or I've heard of this guy. What is uh, Risk Advisor? Uh, this at its core. Yep. So it, the risk advisor is built around guiding a conversation. So uh, it, it's built for the personal lines agent and it's built around, Hey, we're going to help guide a conversation so that way you can plug your team in or even yourself. And you know exactly what to ask based on responses. And what that allows you to do is um, make sure that the first time, you collect everything that you need to do or you need to collect. And so on the front end, we're, we're focusing on that guided conversation that's going to lead to uh, more cross-sell opportunities, enhanced up, upsell opportunities. When I first started using this, we did a good job of cross-selling uh, umbrellas. Well, built into this is an estimated liability risk calculator. And when we started using that just inside of our own agency, not only did our cross-sell percentage of umbrellas go up, but instead of just selling a bunch of $1 million umbrellas, we started seeing two, five, 10. My, I've even sold a $20 million umbrella just by using this tool because someone might be buying a $500,000 house. You're like, oh yeah, a million dollars. But once you start getting into the true details of the, the liability risk for someone, it's like, no, you need five or 10. Um, so do that on the front end, help go collect the, the, the correct, good, clean data. Back in because um, there's so much fracture in the insurance industry all over, all these different systems that everybody's using or piecemealing together, it, we've turned it into a single point of con, uh, single point of entry. So whether that's sending it over to Agency Zoom or another CRM, sending it over to uh, Raiders, sending it over to uh, virtual assistants, we've created the process of making it extremely easy for virtual assistants to have structured data so that way it's not a bunch of back and forth of hey you didn't you didn't give me this piece of information but this carrier over here is asking for it what do i do it they have all of that same thing for personal and wholesale brokers if you're using those um so on and so on so you get on the front end good 
structured data from a clean guided conversation on the back end, easy distribution to cut down on duplicate, triple, so on and so on entry. Um, so that way you can focus on what you do best, which is selling insurance and building trust and rapport while you do it. I love it. And what I love is that you started this whole thing using it yourself. You built this for your agency, right? Yep. And still use it. I pushed one through last week or earlier this week. So it, there you uh, go. No, it, it, it really, really did come from a big thing for me and my agency very, even early on is if it takes me three hours to build something, but it saves my team 30 seconds every single time, but you extrapolate that over 1500 times a year, then I'm ultimately helping make my, my team, but also my agency more money because of the way that with that focus. And that's the same way that we've been focusing on, on when we build out things inside a risk advisor. So it worked for your, your agency. And then when you got over to Mappus, which is a larger agency, it's, it's worked well for them. And now you've, you know, began, you know, uh, getting this out to the masses, so to speak, and that you've had a great response to that. It sounds like, and um, some people may not know um, what it is or, or what happened here. I know you were involved in uh, with what 101 Weston Labs. Uh, can you yep. tell me about that experience? What it is for those that don't know um, or they've seen it, don't understand. Uh, share a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, 101 Weston Labs is um, an insure tech accelerator, um, which there there's several several great ones out there, but. Um, Abby Knight and the big guy of North Carolina um, focused on an insure tech accelerator that is for technology companies that focus on the independent agent. A lot of insure tech out there nowadays is um, it's it's all in one bucket. You've got the insure tech that could be an insure tech carrier. You have an insure tech that, yeah, they service and help with agency stuff, but they also do something direct to consumer or something like that. What they really wanted to do was provide an accelerator for companies that their number one, um, their number one uh, uh, ideal client is the independent agent. So that way they could pour back into the independent agent force. So um, it was a huge honor. This was the first year. It was a huge honor to be part of the um, first cohort. Uh, we kicked off in North Carolina, uh, June of this year, 2020, 2023, since we're about to be in 2024. And then, um, had a, had a great demo day, um, pitch day in, uh, August of, uh, 2023. Yeah. And from what I understand, I, you get like part of that is like your own advisor or your own coach, so to speak, kind of sort of like a shark tank kind of situation. Yeah, so it, it's a it's a mixture. So Pat Klein uh, is the director of the accelerator. Fantastic dude, I love working with him, and he is he has a bunch of experience in the technology uh, space, um, and he he helps you think through those things that like going from an agency to a tech company you don't really think through. Help help put together my pitch deck and things like that. Um, but on top of that, what they did is twice a week, uh, they had sessions that were scheduled. So um, bringing in different people to talk through things like people yeah. like, like Bradley Flowers and Chris Paradiso and uh, people like that had subjects that they talked on. They even brought in um, one of my favorite thing. One of my favorite sessions is they brought in um, 
someone to talk about uh, mental health for founders. And yeah, it's like, it, it really, really is. It's been, um, the cohort has uh, really come together and we still chat. Like, I think we have a a call next week to to just uh, check in with everybody, but they did a phenomenal job, especially with it being the first year and really excited to, um, uh, to continue to see it year after year and, um, however, they'll let me be involved, uh, would love to continue to be involved with that. So it, it's a phenomenal program. And if you, there's a lot of ways to get involved. You don't have to, you don't have to just be a company to, um, that is wanting to go through the accelerator. You don't even have to be someone who is looking to invest in insure tech or indie tech, whatever you want to call it. They're looking for company or for agencies who are, uh, willing to test new technology in, in, in their agency. Yeah. Yep. And so yeah, yeah, um, great e- idea. even if it, you don't fall into the company or an investor, uh, reach out to 101 Western Labs to get on their list of, of, of beta testers uh, because that feedback is extremely huge for companies like RiskVisor. Yeah, people you know, listening to this might be wondering, why, you know, why do I care about the experience there and why should you care is because it's more than just David Watson out there on an island by himself creating this company. He's got people behind him. He's got experienced advisors working with him. He's got a cohort he's working with. They're not even looking out for your mental health. I mean, that's fantastic. And that's just going to be, we see, I've seen in the last 10 years, so many in this indie tech or insure tech space coming in and out. They fizzle in, they fizzle out. And that's tough, you know, because they've got a great idea. They've got a great company. They've got great backing, but just stuff happens, you know, and so to have this opportunity with 101 Western Labs has got to be huge for you. And I think it's huge for yeah. the people listening, the consumer. Yeah. No, I mean, some of our largest growth month over month uh, occurred June through uh, August of yeah. uh, this year. So um, I, there's there's no coincidence around that. 100%, man. I, I think that's awesome. Uh, so tell me as we begin to wrap up a little bit, tell me uh, a little bit, uh, is there anything coming out that you could talk about uh, that you've got going on in it? Uh, risk advisor or anything that you want to discuss or is there anything coming down the pipe that you're, you're thinking of? Yeah. I mean, um, the biggest thing for us is uh, we're continuing to hone in and focus around not just uh, a verbal conversation, but uh, a digital conversation. So we've talked, I talked a lot and I will always talk a lot about the importance of having a conversation with your prospects but that doesn't always mean the same thing for every single prospect. So um, we've got some cool things coming around, uh, coming out around uh, enabling a better digital conversation with your prospects um, and able to not lose sight of, Hey, yeah, it's a client facing form where they give you your information, but no, on top of that, to continue to point back to the relationship with, with, um, with the advisor who they're working with. So that way, Yes, they're filling it out on their phone or figuring it out, filling it out online, but they're reminded that the person that they're working for is working for or working with is working for them and someone who can be trusted. Um, And so we've got some cool things around that. Um, We've got some other cool things around uh, flexibility for the agent um, inside the platform. Um, Some future uh, cool things around um, helping agents um, underwrite uh, risk on the front end so that way they have less busy work. Um, So a lot of cool things. Uh, As you know, I I, I try to be active on social media, try to 
follow the the Gary V way of things of doing things. The more more you talk about it, uh, your your business in a positive way or just a consistent way, the more impact um, and more people you can reach with it. So um, wide open on social media, uh, any way that you uh, uh, people want to follow along, we'd love to have them part of the story. Yeah, there's a good uh, segue to my next question is uh, how can people find you? What's the best way you want to be reached? Uh, people do have questions. They want to sign up to demo or to sign up yeah. to hear more. Um, tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, so um, I'm on uh, LinkedIn, and uh, LinkedIn is the place for the most consistent business content, um, uh, especially on the Risk Advisor side. We, I'll go back and forth between the Risk Advisor account and my personal account, uh, posting uh, updates and stories and best practices. Um, so that type of content, Agent David Watson is uh, my URL. Um, search for David Watson. I'm uh, sure, uh, pop up, uh, Facebook, um, pretty wide open on that as well. Um, not as much stuff. Uh, Twitter is a nice mixture of business content and bad sports takes. So if you nice. want that sprinkled in, uh, love, love to follow each other there. <laughs> and then, um, David at risk advisor dot insure is, uh, the best way to get in touch with me. Um, reaching out about a, uh, whether it's a demo talking about startup life, talking about insurance, um, needing help with a crazy coastal risk or things like that. Um, anyway, anybody, any way that people want to reach out would love to, I love talking to other agents. Dude, that's awesome. Um, and I love your honesty. I love your, your approach to this conversation. It's been awesome. So thank you so much for hanging thank out. You. Good luck in 2024 as we get this year kicked off. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, brother. What a great episode, right? Thank you so much, David Watson, for hanging out with us. Thank you guys for hanging out. I uh, really urge you guys to subscribe, to like uh, on Facebook or LinkedIn, and to tell your friends about the show as we continue to grow, we continue to do things. Uh, we've got a lot of cool ideas coming up, so uh, make sure you go do that. Uh, subscribe, maybe even give a rating. I'd love a good five-star rating from you guys on Apple or on anywhere you listen to podcasts where ratings and reviews are encouraged. Thank you guys so much, and I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.